God bless you, uh, everyone. I just, this is Pastor Robert Porter from New Life Christian Center Ministries. I just want to say to you that uh, New Life Christian Center Ministries is here to help restructure your thought life and to create uh, a new way of thinking in your life. It's here to help move you forward in the things of God and to show you that you are in the position of leadership the way God wants you to be. So join me, listen to uh, some of the teachings and uh, learn how God wants you to move forward. So God bless you and I'll see you soon. Well, good morning, everyone. God bless you. Uh, thank you for joining me uh, this Sunday morning. And uh, we bless you uh, for joining us today. Let us pray and get started into what God has for us. Our Father, we thank you and we praise you for everything that you're doing and everything that you've done. Lord God, open our eyes and open our ears that we may see and we may understand the things that you uh, have called us to do. So, Father, we thank you and we bless you for what you're doing now, what you're about to do. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. Last time we, we talked, uh, we ended up on uh, the 13 uh, altars. There's 13 um, things concerning an altar. And I'm still teaching on living in the power of God. And so I know that... Uh, I talked about, number one, uh, an altar. It's a supernatural landing place for God. I also talked about an altar. It's a supernatural power station. You know, and I talked about that in, in uh, 1 Kings 18, 24. I'm not going to read that. I'm just going back over some things. And um, also uh, in talking about uh, the supernatural landing uh, strip in Genesis 28, uh, 11 through 12. And we was talking about Jacob's ladder with that. So <clears throat> let me get started right back into uh, teaching on living in the power of God. Now, let me say this. Uh, living in the power of God, um, uh, there, there comes a time um, where we have to just buckle down and uh, uh, allow ourselves to be consecrated by the Holy Ghost. You see, uh, we got to allow God to um, uh, transform us in in different ways, and to remove some of the old stuff so He can bring in some of the new stuff. And to allow, uh, we have to allow us to yield to the will of the Spirit of God. Amen. Now, I've also mentioned to you in the past that, you know, we talked about our soul, you know, and I'm going to go there. Let me go to Psalms uh, 143. Amen. Hallelujah. And 
I want to, I want to uh, read again how powerful uh, the soul is and that God does not want us ignorant of the fact of our soul. He wants us to understand clearly of our soul and, and, and uh, the impact that it has and us dealing with him. Now, I've said in the past that we are three part being. We have a spirit, soul and body. Now, when I was looking throughout the word of God, God talks about the soul a lot of times within the word of God. And cause that means if he talks about it that much, that means it's a very important part uh, that uh, we need to pay attention to, that we need to connect uh, with or understand uh, what God is saying uh, concerning our soul. Now, let me read this in Psalms 143. I'm going to start at uh, the second verse. It says, and enter not into judgment with thy servant. For in thy sight shall no man liveth be justified. So we're all going to have to be judged one day. And it says, for the enemy have persecuted my soul. And he didn't say the enemy had persecuted my body. It didn't say the enemy had persecuted my spirit. He said the enemy has persecuted my soul. So the enemy is after the soul. Why? Do we neglect this part? The soul is a very important part for our connection with God or with any uh, uh, spiritual uh, um, transition uh, from the from God or from the enemy. The soul is very important. And it says, <clears throat> for the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has smitten my life down to the ground. He had made me to dwell in darkness as though I have been long dead. As though I have been long dead. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed with me and my heart within me is desolate. So our, our soul has a very important part into how as, as humans we live. Um, because that is our spiritual uh, connection from the heaven to earth and from earth to heaven. That's our spiritual connection. Everything that comes from uh, heaven has to go through the soul in order for us to manifest it. So, uh, you know, this is the, that's the key that you need to understand. Your soul plays a very, very, very important part of what, you know, uh, we need to do or the things that we're doing for God, our soul does. Now, when I talk about this, when I talk about this, I want you uh, to have a full understanding. If something is not going right in your life, is something that, that it just seems like that it's not breaking. That means somehow the enemy has come in and connect it with your soul. In other words, he is stopping uh, the manifestation from going through. Now, when that happens, according to the word, um, he, um, uh, your spirit is overwhelmed. Your spirit is overwhelmed. So, you, you know, I mean, 
you at this point you are really feeling very heavy uh, concerning uh, certain things in your life that you're going through or certain things that's manifesting you starting to feel real heavy at this point now father says I remember in the days of old I meditate on all thy works you see I muzzled on the work of thy hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as I thirsteth as a thirsty land. I'm sorry. As a thirsty land. As a thirsty land. So we have to thirst after God in the things of God. You see? We have to. We have to develop a thirst for uh, for God in the things uh, uh, of God. And the only way that will manifest is through our soul. Now, I read I read this. Now, let's let's move down a little bit to verse 10. It says, teach me to do thy will. And that's what we're doing right now. Teach me to do thy will. For thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of, of righteousness. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake, for thy righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. See, in order for the Lord to use you, and this is going to bring me to my first point, you have to connect with him. See, you're going to have to connect with him in order for his in order for him to bring your soul out of trouble. You're going to have to connect with the Lord. There is there is no way of getting around this. Now, I'm going to tell you something. It, nothing here on this earth, materialistic, anything can get your soul out of trouble. There's there's people that are billionaires that are troubled all the time. There's people who have uh, uh, a, have achieved, quote unquote, a certain level of success and they've done it all or claim to do it all on their own strength and left God out the picture. They don't have any rest. They are still troubled. Their soul still is imprisoned. You see, because the very thing that they tried so hard to achieve that they did is the very thing that imprisoned them. You see? It's the very thing that imprisoned them. So, but see, you will need the Lord in order to bring your soul out of trouble. Now, 12 says, and thy mercy cut off thy enemies and destroy all them that afflict, see, afflict my soul. For I am thy servant. Now, I'm going to say this. You are no longer a servant. You are a child of God. See, you are a child. If you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have moved from servant to a child of God. You've been engrafted into the family of God. So that means you have every right, every, uh, uh, every, um, Privilege that God has given, every promises, everything you have available to you uh, to be able to uh, move forward and to do certain things. But now, 
If your soul is in prison or if you are trapped within your soul, you're going to have to uh, uh, set a place where God can connect with you in order for that uh, uh, for your soul to be, to be cleansed. You're going to have to connect with God. There has to be a place where you connect with God in order for your soul to be cleansed. Now, that brings me to another point here. To the altar. Now see, within the Old Testament, you know, we, we talk about the altars. You know, how they set up altars. And, and and how I said in some teaching in, in, in previous teaching that what God have done, he has taken uh, the old altar and he has brought the altar inside of you uh, and, and he had brought the altar inside of you. So now there has to be a consecrated place in your in, in you where God and you can meet, you see. So, and, and that happens because our spirit is already, we, with our spirit, we have already saved. We, we, we are already, our spirit is already connected through heaven. The thing is, is that through our spirit, because remember when we read in 143, through our spirit, the spirit is uh, overwhelmed because the soul is in cooperation with the spirit. And the spirit and the soul excuse me, needs to be in cooperation in order to bring forth the manifestation God wants us to do. Now that brings me again back to the altars. Now I said there's 13, uh, 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 there's 13, uh, what, what words I want to use? There's 13, um, there's 13, uh, 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 Things that the altar uh, take care of. I just can't find a word for it, but there's 13 things that, that the altar does. Now, I'm going to go through some of these things. I might be able to finish it today, or I might have to pick it up another time. But my prayer is that we can finish with this today because there's something else that I want, uh, uh, something else I like to move on to. All right. I went through number one, talk about uh, the altar is a spiritual landing place. Number two, an altar is a spiritual power station. Okay. Number three, the altar is an is is a place to consecrate. It's a consecrated place. So it's a place of consecration. It's a place where you and God uh, 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 come together to. Um, uh, be able to perform some of the things that God wants done. Now, because you are a child of God, you being consecrated is very important. Because you being consecrated, you cannot be you cannot not be consecrated in, in in order to serve God. You have to become consecrated in order to serve God. In Exodus twenty nine forty three and forty four. It's, it says in Exodus 29, 43-44 says, And there I will meet with the children of Israel, and the tabernacle shall be what sanctified by my glory. And I will sanctify the tabernacle of the congregation 
and the altar I will sanctify also both. Aaron and his sons to minister to me in the priest's office. So you have to become consecrated. So the altar is set for consecration so you can be sanctified. Well, that takes part within your soul. When in Psalms 143, when he was saying about how his soul was in trouble, the, what he was saying is that he has to put himself in a position so he can be consecrated, you know, by the Lord. So he can continually do the work of his service. If you are not consecrated, then you will not be able to do the work of God. God requires us to be consecrated. He requires for us to uh, 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 set ourselves apart so he can um, uh, reveal and, and cleanse some of the things that uh, our soul or that we have involved in. Number four, an altar is a place of, ex of exchange. First Peter 2.24, who is his own self-bearing our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whom stripes we are healed. So there was a divine exchange that Jesus made when he went on the cross for us. Okay. So there's an exchange. So it's for your sins for righteousness. You see, for uh, your sicknesses, for your sicknesses for health, for your poverty for wealth, for the bad relationships for good relationships. This, your altar, it's a place of divine exchange because at the cross, Jesus set it up that we will have the ability, hallelujah, by, by being led by the Holy Ghost so we can get that divine exchange. Let me read this here. Hallelujah. I have, <clears throat> let's see, let me see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I got the Holy Ghost is qualified to teach us how to operate in the power of God. Then I also have in my notes, the Holy Ghost the more can do more than just teach you. He is actually the power of God. So when Jesus ascended to the Father, he released the power of God here on this earth. So, but the thing is, uh, uh, us having a, a sinful life or us living in an unconsecrated life uh, can bring, will not, how, I'm going to put it like this, uh, will hinder the Spirit or the Holy Ghost to move forward on the things that God has called us to do. So it's important that we understand once we are consecrated, we can start working on uh, 
It will start working on a divine exchange for us. It will start moving us in the position that we are switching from sin to righteousness. Number five, an altar is a place where covenants are met, are made, and sustained. So, Genesis 22, praise God. Genesis 22, 15 through 18. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of the heaven the second time. And he said, by myself, I have sworn, saith the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, that I'm blessing, that, that in the blessing, I'm sorry, I will bless thee and in the, multiply, in the multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sands which is upon the sea, the shore, and that sea shall process the gates of the enemy. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou have obeyed my voice. So at that time, Abraham had, was getting ready to... Uh, uh, on the altar, sacrifice his son. God stopped him from sacrificing his son, and God from that point made a uh, supernatural covenant with Abraham that because he obeyed him, I'm going to do this and I will sustain you uh, be behind this. You see? So, um, I'm telling you now, uh, the covenant of God, uh, Abraham uh, actually walked in and maintained and sustained that covenant that he made with God. But it can only be done on an altar. It can only be done through your Soul. It can only be done. An altar is a supernatural platform where spirits, where the spirit of God and a jet and the spirit of God and angels or demons land. Luke 1 11. Amen. Hallelujah. Luke 1 11. And there appeared unto an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of an altar of incense. So uh, the altar is the platform where God visits, where he comes. It's also the place where the demonic activity comes, an altar. So 
That way, that's the only way they have the legal right to be able to interfere or come in to the, the natural realm of which we, which God has uh, set up for us. That's the only way is through the altar or it manifests through the soul. Why do you think that the enemy is trying so hard to attack that soul? Why do you think that he wants that soul so bad? Because that soul give him access to the natural things or to you. You see, it, it, it gives him the ability to come in to steal, kill, and destroy anything that's going on in your life. Anything uh, he can open up from, from your soul, can open up doors to leading into previous generations. So somebody can do something in the past that can affect someone else's future that's in your family. Did y'all know that? So that's why when, when we're dealing with the things of, oh my gosh, when we're dealing with our soul, we truly need to understand how important it is for us to understand what we come in agreement with or what's manifesting. Because if we do not, we could be opening up a, 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 a door to let the enemy to come in and to destroy certain things. This is why, um, whew, my, my God, this, this is why we, we just need to watch and pray and to seek uh, for God before we make a move or before we do anything. Because if we do not, then uh, the enemy can seriously um, tempt us or persuade us to do something that we shouldn't that we shouldn't be doing to give him legal right to interfere with what we need to do. Seven. An altar is where humanity meets with divinity. Genesis twelve seven. Amen. Hallelujah. And see, all of this is expressed out of your soul. All of this. Everything that I'm talking about. Everything that's going on that I'm reading based on the... That's the word that I wanted to use. I couldn't think of earlier. It's the characteristics of the altar. Everything that we are dealing with is still stands today concerning... The characteristics of the altar. <clears throat> Genesis 12, 7. And the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, Unto thou see will I give the land. <clears throat> and they will build he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. So I said, an altar is where humanity meets divinity. So in Genesis 12, 7, the altar was the place, the altar is the place. It still is the place where uh, divinity and humanity meet. So that's where... Uh, it, it, we come together to meet God and that's where we can come together to meet the enemy right there that's right there is the position or the place 
where the legalism come into effect right there. It's right there where, uh, uh, where divinity meets uh, humanity in Genesis 12:7. An altar is a place of sacrifice. First Kings. Three, four. I know I'm going through a lot of scriptures, but I, we, I need to uh, show you examples in the word of to back up what, what I'm saying uh, concerning these altars. First Kings uh, 3, 4. The king went into Gab uh, Gabon near Jerusalem, where the tabernacle and the bronze altar stood <clears throat> to sacrifice there for that was, was a great high place. Great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offering, offerings on that altar in Gibeon. The Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream that night and said, and God said, ask me. What shall I give you? So, because Solomon went there to Gibbon to give a sacrifice on an altar that was built, God uh, was able to uh, visit him and prepare him to receive what uh, uh, he he'd been asking God for. Now, an altar is, I tell you, it has several characteristics. And it's going to require us to, to come in alignment with this so that we can, so that we can, as children of God, be able to um, tap into what God wants for us in our lives. We're going to have to make sacrifices. But we have to understand who are we making sacrifices to and why are we making the sacrifice. And if you notice, after he did that, after he made the sacrifice, it didn't take God long at all to be able to connect with Solomon at that time. But see, um, we as people, we really despise sacrifice. We really let hate letting things go. We like holding on to everything. And that thing that we're holding on to us is really causing us more pain than what we need to, that we, that, than what we really are able to do. Let me read this. Everything that, everything that is easy and cheap isn't, is not, is not going to pay or, or handle the thing that you truly want. And see, this is what we, this is what we have been programmed. Something easy, something cheap. It, it's, it's, we don't want to make the true sacrifice to do what we need to do in order to receive what we need to receive. Now, let me say this. Um, in, in creating and dealing with the things that God has me to do, 
There are times that I used to be able to get off the road maybe two or three hours or four hours before I had, you know, I had to preach. I could have easily said, no, you know, we're not having service that day or whatever the case may be. But I said, no, what I had to do was I had to turn around and uh, uh, make the sacrifice because I knew that God wanted this sacrifice done. So I, 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 I had to do it. And once that was done, every time I've done that, you know, uh, the manifestation of God's power and glory uh, developed and came forth. Every time I did that. We are going to have to make sacrifices. We're going to have to not just give you an example, another example, just a real quick one. Let's say our body, the food we eat. And let's say you've been eating food that has been raising your high blood pressure, giving you sugar problems and all this, drinking all this sweet stuff, eating all this stuff. And here it is, you know, um, in order for you to get your health back and let your body work back, you might have to change that 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 sugary thing or that thing that you're eating with a lot of salt. You might have to substitute it for carrots or for lettuce or for something that's healthy, a piece of fruit or whatever the case may be. See, it's going to require some type of sacrifice from you in order for you to produce the thing that God wants you to do. But we can't have everything so easy and everything that's ready to, 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 to just be given to us. And the thing is, sacrifice requires and it's going to require pain. What? Pain of what? Plain pain to your flesh. See? It's going to, it, you, your flesh ain't going to like it. Your flesh is going to rise up. It's going to fuss. It's going to carry on. It's going to act like, you know, uh, uh, you have lost your mind. But that sacrifice, you know, will literally, if you sacrifice for the right thing and for the right reasons, it will put you in a better position. But see, we don't want it. We want things fast. We want things easy. We want things quick. We, and the thing about it, once because you sacrifice, once you got that, once you got the thing that you sacrificed for, once you receive the thing that you sacrificed for, you will appreciate it a whole lot better and you'll be a better steward over the thing. Sometimes you have to go through a battle and you have to go through it. You have to sacrifice certain things. You're going to have to push. You're going to have to push because when you receive it, because of everything you went through, you're going to appreciate it and you're going to give honor to God because of that sacrifice that you made and the things that you went through. We went through, uh, uh, man, my God, I, I can just go down a list of how many times uh, uh, we have gone through certain things that we had to sacrifice, certain things we had to give up, and, and it never, ever failed. Once we did it, we were able to get the thing back plus, and then God really showed us how we need to steward it and how we need to watch over it. Well, this is Pastor Robert Porter from New Life Christian Center Ministries. I want to say to you, God bless you, and I will see you soon. Bye-bye.